You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story podcast. This is episode 29. My name is Veronica, and once again, we're here with our executive director and co-host, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. Great to be here again. Just a little bit from last week, I think on the podcast, uh, my dog came over. So uh, that's one of the things with being working from a home office during these times of uh, COVID and lockdown. Um, my dog's virtually my doorbell, Frosty the Super Dog. So uh, uh, if someone's at the door, he uh, he usually knows before anyone else. And uh, <laughs> he started barking near the end of the podcast last week. So this is what we have to live with, people, and um, you know it's a, you know it's it's a sign of the times, and uh, yeah, I apologise for it, but uh, that's the way things are. And I, uh, I really love it. <laughs> I think in this Zoom um, landscape, we are lowering our expectations a little bit, but certainly not lowering our standards. So we're still producing great work, great results, um, whether we're talking B and I or your own business or personally. But it's not uncommon to see. A BNI member where their four-year-old in pyjamas walks in the door and sits on their knee for a couple of minutes, or a dog or a bunch of crows in the background, like we heard in another podcast. You know, it's actually almost now like we're actually getting to know our members more than ever before. You remember that news report some time ago uh, where the guy was Skyping in on the news report and the and the little little kid was in the background? It, it's it's like it's you know it was. That was before ahead of their time. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite common, which is uh, which is pretty funny. And you know, to, to our listeners, you know, if you're still on Zoom, it is what it is. Don't worry too much about it. Um, yeah, we've got a mute button. You can turn off the camera if you're worried, but uh, yeah, you know, it's that's life at the moment, and we're doing things different ways to get by. So we are. That's something we've got to live with. It is. And I think that you just touched on a really great point, though. We do have that flexibility to be able and understanding with each all of our members that we are living in times where we're being more human than ever uh, in, in our meetings. However, we do need to remain professional, make an effort, even if you just iron the front of your shirt before you come onto a Zoom meeting. Make sure, if you can, that uh, you are muting because you, know, you just don't want to be saying things and not realising people are listening. And when you can, leave your cameras on, because even with the homeschooling at the moment with my kids, it's nice for the teachers to know that the kids are engaged. And as members, I love seeing all the other members in a meeting too, knowing that they're listening to me, knowing that they're watching the meeting. We are actually in the room, virtual as it may be. Yeah, you you really got to... Uh, oh, how can I put this? you you really got to uh, be aware of that. Be aware that people are looking at you all the time. And checking if you're engaged as well. And we have a bit of a slide at the start of our meetings uh, in our region, which we've developed called Be Here Now. And that comes from uh, an idea of one of our members. And being here now is, is being there as you would be in a face-to-face meeting for the 90 minutes, being engaged. Don't do anything anything you wouldn't do if you were sitting there in a face-to-face meeting, like checking emails, updating your status, uh, maybe you know, doing some work in the background, that sort of thing, because people know when you're not engaged. And they, they see it. your Facebook notifications coming up on their computer while they're having the meeting. So, 
It's hard 100%. to... 100%. Yeah, when you're doing that. And uh, one of the things you go, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's crazy stuff. But um, you know, have... that's a dead giveaway, <laughs> posting during that. <laughs> Unless it's something about the meeting, well, that could be okay. Yeah. Well, look, I'm really loving uh, being part of these podcasts. And as you were saying before, um, just before we started recording, every podcast has something in it of value, some information and education for anyone who is a member or who isn't a member and might actually be considering as uh, BNI as part of their marketing strategy. BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation built on relationships, which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy, especially now more than ever. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation and our service is, is designed to offer members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts, and most importantly, business referrals. So, Brent, let's get on to introducing our very, very beautiful guest today. Yes, and we are very lucky to be going over to Adelaide. Now, what I spoke about before, just a bit of warning, Adelaide today is experiencing uh, a bit of stormy weather. So if there's trees falling down in the background, I hope they're not falling through her roof or something or, or wind coming through or thunder. Uh, that's just a part of what we do. And... Um, we just need to put up with that. But um, I'd like to welcome Emma Kinlock, and she's from uh, Adelaide Go-Givers, and her business is Support You Personal Assistant, which is uh, – and she's a member down in uh, uh, Simon Derek Roberts' area down there in southern Adelaide. So welcome, Emma. Um, how many members are in the uh, Adelaide Go-Givers? Thanks for having me. We are at 21 at the minute. 21, so we got a bit of growth there to go. In, uh, and are you back face-to-face yet or looking to go back face-to-face at the moment? We're still online. Uh, we're just uh, waiting to see what these restrictions might impact to our venue. Um, but, yeah, we're keen to get back face-to-face when when it's responsible to. Awesome. Now, um, as we ask all the people on our podcast, how did you find out about BNI? Well, it was actually with my previous job. I was an employee for a company and they had someone in uh, BNI at Go Givers for a couple of years. He was actually changing regions within the company. So when I joined, I was taking over his position then. Um, he got me along to uh, check out BNI. He was very, very uh, much wanting someone to, to go into that chapter, but obviously if it was a good fit. So I started um, visiting, I subbed for him, um, and then I decided how much I loved it um, and put in an application for a membership change. Okay, and what business were you in there? What what sort of business was it? Recruitment consultant. It was recruitment consultant. And uh, obviously it was, a, it was a firm that uh, had their employees uh, in chapters to actually bring in a stream of referrals to their, to their particular business. That's right, exactly. And that's what we see a lot of people. A lot of people think BNI is just for SMEs or you know business owners, etc. But a lot of businesses actually have staff members who are responsible for bringing in sales revenue into the group, be a part of BNI, uh, BNI groups, and you know, and a lot of members actually start as an employee, not necessarily a business owner. And I know uh, myself when I discovered BNI, I wasn't a business owner; I was an employee. And same with V. Uh, you were as well uh, in the in the funeral uh, industry, if I remember rightly. And I, and I was so excited when I, I got a letter inviting me to a network event because I worked on my own 
in this particular site. So, but vice versa, Brent, too. A lot of people join BNI, start their own businesses, bring on staff, and the first thing they do is put their staff member into another BNI. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and that means, you know, obviously the first person who was in there in your group getting returning group group. in the region they were moving to as well. Yeah, exactly. So right. so what did you love about BNI when you when you first came along? What I loved, me personally, I've got a bit of a theatre background, so to stand up every week and, and do a little presentation, um, I, I loved that. Um, I like to, you know, bring in a little bit of personality, jazz it up a little bit, um, but still obviously putting your referral request out there and it was really well received and just the warm energy, um, people really wanting to help you. Um, it was just, it was a no-brainer in my role. So you actually love what a lot of people hate about going into these groups and standing, and standing up in front of a group of people. Well, don't get me wrong. I still shake every time I stand up and do it, but I suppose it's the adrenaline maybe. <laughs> and that's, that comes back to that funny fact where uh, most people are, are afraid of public speaking and when surveyed on it, the only thing they were more afraid of than... Uh, they were more afraid of public speaking than dying. Well, we which have is... a joke in the funeral industry, Brent, that um, people are more afraid of being uh, at the lectern giving the eulogy than being in the box. And that's what I was just leading to. Fantastic, right on time. Exactly right. You know, it's amazing how you think that people would rather be in the box and do, doing the the, uh, the eulogy. <laughs> so um, we, we're moving away from here. Now, Emma, while we got you on, you've had uh, great success and uh, that journey in the recruitment company, um, that ended for you because you went into business for yourself. So you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's probably um, a couple factors that led into that. So although, yes, my business is quite new, um, being in BNI for the time that I have been, I joined back in uh, July 2018. Um, So, yeah, I mentioned I loved the fact that I could come to to meetings and present each week and have my own little personality but also be surrounded with those like-minded business professionals. And I love the feeling that you get when you can, you you know, give them a really good referral and give them them business. Um, So I was soon nominated to be education coordinator and I was really passionate about bringing some fun and enthusiasm during the education segments. But I suppose that kind of amplified, I guess, my reputation amongst the chapter, um, which then led me being nominated to to be VP. Um, So I would say that the relationships but not just the relationships, the education you get from doing those roles really helped me um, build my confidence and give me the the skills and tools to get me where I am today. So I suppose at the start of the year, I was speaking with um, Tim Allen, my regional director, and I was explaining to him how I really wanted to help really help and grow uh, businesses and how I could help them. Um, and I, being a single mum with a mortgage, I also wanted to um, empower myself and show my daughter um, what you can accomplish as well. And he said to me, well, have you thought about starting your own business? And straight away I was like, well, no. But then I sat on it and I thought, well, why haven't I? I literally meet with other business owners every single week. So I got to thinking about what I was really passionate about and what I loved doing, and that was helping people. Um, and particularly helping business uh, people in business. So that's where Support You Personal Assistant was born. 
So from that point, I suppose, my conversations slightly changed. It was more um, along the lines of, I've got this idea, what do you think? Um, Particularly conversations I was having with SDR and Tim Allen, um, and I'm lucky enough to have an amazing business coach in my chapter, Paul Rogers, I started getting this unexpected free advice um, about how to produce a startup. How lucky am I, right? Yeah, for sure. Furthermore to that, I was also then getting um, connected with other BNI members in different chapters who could also help me and how they saw what values I had and they were in line with theirs and they wanted to, again, just offer me this advice because they, they've known me for a couple of years and they, they trust me and they wanted to help me grow. So basically I had three weeks before my business launched and in that time I had a business plan in place, a strategy for growth, I was ready to onboard clients. I had uh, ready to go um, and that was all pre-launch. So three months on, I now have six clients. I've got three casual employees, which is, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to to do that without these relationships. Two years ago, if you said that I'd be sitting here on your podcast, I'd be asking what's in your coffee because there's no (laughs) way I would have had those relationships and been offered this advice and guidance from these wonderful trusted business professionals. I promise there's no alcohol in our coffee on this (laughs) podcast. I can't vouch for V, but I can vouch for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, well, that's an amazing story. You've gone from being an employee as a a member of a chapter and then actually um, through the uh, catch-up with uh, Tim, well, I know Tim quite well. He's uh, he's a very very valuable, valuable member of BNI and BNI Adelaide. Yes. I always think of Tim Allen. I think of Tim the Toolman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, but he's nothing like Tim the Toolman, really. But uh, he's a very talented uh, video and uh, uh, video and audio um, uh, guy as well. But uh, he'd be great to have on the podcast one day, by the way. But um, yeah, yes, yeah, st- and starting out as a yeah. uh, as in, in business. Uh, from that recommendation, it's unreal. And and what you're saying, we get that um, we get that story quite a lot from our guests who have done a similar sort of thing, where um, the advice from their peers is a hidden element of what we do. And because, uh, and I always say to members, right, you've got to really treat this with enthusiasm. Positive, enthusiastic people are like magnets. People are drawn to the enthusiasm. They, they, everyone wants to be a part of it. And if you're a negative or you've got no enthusiasm, it's, you know, this system's not going to work for you. And uh, obviously because you had that enthusiasm and you really, that belief and just took it on and uh, just lived the, uh, lived the philosophy of B&I, they were happy to, to help you with, um, with that sort of free advice from your peers as well. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because it was obviously during COVID in the middle of it all, and the people that I had conversations with outside of BNI were more along the lines of, "What are you doing? That's crazy. Are you sure you want to do that?" But the people I was speaking to in BNI were like, "Yeah, that's great. Well, what can I do to help?" There was a massive attitude difference from you know people who are in BNI to opposed to people who don't have that support around them. I think this is the, if I could tell anyone anything about BNI, it would be just come to one of our meetings and you will understand. 
because and, I, and Brent jokes about it quite often, you know, it's like a, a cult because people think that when something's so structured and you have to get up and you have to be there at a certain time and be in a certain place and do what needs to be done that it's it's you're there against your will. Until you're there, you don't understand the magic of Australia's best-kept secret. And if you're in business, changing businesses, struggling through business, growing business, whatever it is, you need to have B&I in your toolkit because you've got a warm audience and one of the things that just is a standout for me with you, Emma, is as someone who's because you do a lot of work remotely. I'm guessing your business is um, a lot of work remotely for, for other businesses. Yeah, that's right. As someone who's really bubbly with lots of personality is is not really the norm because a lot of people who do that kind of thing are generally liking to sit behind a computer and not be face to face and more introverted. Mm. But for me. I would have no hesitation to saying, you know, say so I've got to get someone on the phone when I can't be there. Here's someone with a great personality who understands how important being positive really is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I find it absolutely amazing you've taken this leap of faith in yeah. the middle of COVID-19 where um, you've left a corporate position and I don't know if that position was secure during that during that time, but um, and just gone into and started your own business and built it to what you've got now uh, within that time during during when we were partially sort of um, partially locked down. So um, that's amazing, and kudos to you. And uh, yeah, it's great that you've used the BNI system for that too. So um, just a little bit, tell us a little bit about the guidance and support that you got from your chapter around this, uh, aside from the. Uh, Aside from the free advice, so, uh, you know, getting all those customers so quickly and, and the ongoing clients. So how did that work within your chapter? Well, it's all, all the clients that I have on board have been through BNI referrals, whether it's my chapter or other chapters. It's all at the minute my marketing has basically just been through BNI. Um, it's just crazy the, the support and cross-chapter support um, that I've been getting and people just want to help, um, whether that's on an emotional level or a business level. Um, they're, you know, even um, Nathan Rocker, who's our, our website designer, he's putting in all this love and respect to my website because we've got this great relationship. Not to say he wouldn't do that for anyone, but I know that I'm in good hands. Yeah, it's, that's, that's so beautiful. When you know everything's been done with care yes. and, and your whole chapter's lifting you up and not just your chapter, the whole region, the whole state, the whole nation is lifting you up. Yeah, it's just beautiful. You've actually, um, and like a lot of our guests we end up on here, actually come through the ranks and have, have just completed um, director and ambassador training. Um, so, um, yeah, you've just uh, graduated from that. So tell us uh, what led you to actually being part of your uh, region's director and ambassador team? Um, so before um, probably Christmas, um, I was approached to uh, become an ambassador, um, which was very nice. I, I loved that. Um, and when I asked sort of what was what was entailed with that, it was you just have to love them. I said, well, I can do that. I can easily <laughs> just love a chapter. That's fine. And, um, yeah, from there after... Well, before I started um, Support Your Personal Assistant, I was then tapped on the shoulder um, to potentially move into the director training. Um, and, yes, I've recently completed that and I absolutely loved it. I love that we were did it on a national level 
and got to meet um, some incredible people and get some great advice and support. And again, the education that you learn um, when you take on these roles as well, you can apply that to everyday life and in your business as well. So it's actually really valuable to step up um, when, when you're asked to. So I was quite honoured um, to be um, asked to go through those training sessions. Um, launching at the moment um, in Norwood, it's been really, really valuable um, and it's a journey that I've just loved to be a part of. Do you know, when we were doing that training, Brent, um, one of the things that's, that's happened during the Zoom, uh, I don't know, Zoom apocalypse that's happened in the world at the moment is that you had an opportunity, Emma, to be on a screen with Brent and out of nowhere you put up your hand and said, I'd really love to be on your podcast. And that's something that B&I offers opportunities and this is something I've learned from you, Brent. You always say it, I'm always ready for an opportunity, always open to an opportunity. Being in that room nationally on the Zoom platform, you there was an opportunity that you, you could see and then you put your hand up for it. And in what other environment would that happen? <laughs> Yeah, so that's right. I think Zoom has done, BNI has just created so much more opportunity for all of its members with this platform. Well, a lot of people say, you know, why should I attend these things or why should I attend these workshops? It's not for me. Why should I attend, uh, you know, BNI events? And we we hear so many stories of people finding opportunities out of that through the contacts they make. And I like to, um, you know, I like to call it opportunity loss where you don't attend events and don't attend these things. So if I said to you, how many, how much business did you lose by not attending a particular mm. event? Well, you don't know because there was an opportunity there where you could actually, um, you could have met your best referral partner ever, but you don't know that because you didn't attend. So the more you actually uh, get yourself out there and about and, and, you know, meet those people and attend those things, the more opportunities you, that seem to pop up, uh, the more well you're networked and, and, and the more you're visible as well. So, um, you know, it's it's attending those things. And if you'd like to be on the uh, on the DNA team, it's like it's the only part of B&I where you can be in more than one chapter because the director ambassador teams in your region are like another chapter of the best of the best uh, within your region. So you get to network and connect with the best of the best and what we find in director and ambassador teams is it's another level of referrals they pass to each other within those teams as well um you know they start connecting and, and doing business with those people as well and there's a reason why they're on the director and ambassador team because they're really good at what they do and they're really good at at the at at working bni also and passionate about BNI because we've had some people who've you know might have contacted us regarding the um, the podcast saying oh can I be on there because they want exposure but the podcast isn't about that the podcast is about magnifying great stories and great attitudes in BNI and so Emma I'd just like to ask you the question when you when you approached Brent and said can I be on the podcast what was the message that you wanted to let people know about your experience I suppose the main thing um, that I would want to get across is just how important those relationships are and it is about nurturing those relationships um the chapter my chapter didn't help me because they wanted me to start this brand new exciting business they wanted to help me because they've known me and gotten to know me for two years so yeah. 
go in with an open mind, be prepared that it might take some time, um, but those relationships um, is what is going to, to grow your business. I'm full of analogies today, but it's like handing over, handing over your, your, your key ring to someone that you don't know. You're not going to hand over, you know, your, your set of keys to someone you don't know to give them access to your car, your house, your your mailbox, um, you know, those sorts of things. But, you know, once you're in a position where you know, like, and trust them, you can say, hey, you know, you know they're going to do the right thing. And uh, and you can share all those. Con- and, you know, if you think of that key ring as all your contacts within business, your own inner circle, you can actually share that key ring with those particular people. Uh, once they've earned that, you know, they like know you, like you, and trust you. They're more willing to do that, uh, and that goes about turning up, building the relationship, showing enthusiasm, and just having buy-in in what we do. So that's been great, Emma. Could you share us your um, your secret for success uh, that you'd like to give our members today? Your one success tip, and I really like it if you're going to actually talk about what you wrote down in our email correspondence. <laughs> My one tip would be treat members how you want to be treated. If you want gain from them, give to them. Put yourself second and you will come out on top. I love it. I love it. And that was really, I've got it in front of me and I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really, uh, really great. So thank you for coming and joining, joining us today. All the best with your business in its infancy. I'm sure uh, you'll go from uh, strength to strength. Uh, within your business at B&I and you know we really uh, wish you well with the rest of your B&I journey and thank you for being our guest today Emma. Well thank you so much thank you both for having me. And what we probably haven't done is where can people find you do you like would you like to give your website a plug? Website's being built at the moment but you can find me on Facebook at support you personal assistant. Fantastic I'm sure people will look there if they need a virtual assistant. Veronica. Well, now more than ever, everyone needs a virtual assistant. I know some businesses are just going absolutely gangbusters at the moment. And a lot of these tradies in particular who are out there, you know, normally on the tools or, you know, with their guys on the tools are now finding themselves in front of a computer and have no idea where to start, no idea how to, you know, invoice and database and all of that kind of thing. So I think VAs and people like Emma are really uh, such a valuable tool and it's worth even having a one-to-one because even if you don't think you need a certain service, have a one-to-one, log it in your B&I Connect, get to know another member. You might be able to bring them a referral, but they might actually be able to help your business as well. Yeah, one of the things is, um, you know, what can you actually delegate to someone else that you're going to actually get that's, that's now taking you away from making money from what you specialise in? Yeah. And that's the thing there. If you can delegate some of that and go on, you know, uh, if you can delegate a task for, you know, I don't know how many dollars an hour, but you can go out and earn $200 an hour or something, where's your time better spent? Yeah. I think we're time at the moment to think about that um so just a very quick um question for you today because i know that um unlike last week it was a little bit shorter last week's episode uh, we could have gone to episode two but we kept a little bit shorter this week we're coming up to leadership change and emma's just touched on the role of education coordinator now i've been to a lot of chapters and sometimes the education coordinator just reading from a piece of paper or their iphone and they're just basically doing the job some are outstanding now on zoom it's very different as well so we've got people who weren't so good face to face who are absolutely outstanding via zoom what are your um 
tips for choosing an education coordinator for the next session? Uh, dedication is good. Uh, you can't have anyone just do it as a, um, yeah, someone who's dedicated and, and knows the subject they're presenting is, is the main thing. You can't have someone just read from a sheet or read from a phone at the drop of a hat in a monotone and not really understand what they're actually talking about. So, uh, and I've seen it so many times, um, you know, they'll read an education workshop and you know the first time they're reading it is in the room in front of all those people. And I tell you what, to add to your credibility within that room, it doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, no one understand the subject. Uh, someone who's who doesn't mind you know, speaking in front of the room, and someone who's passionate about what they do within B&I. Um, someone high in the CEUs would be a great education coordinator in your group. So have a look at the member traffic lights or the, uh, or the, or the Palms reports and, and see, okay, who's doing a lot of CEUs? They're a great candidate for, uh, for education coordinator. I think that's actually a really, really great tip. I wouldn't have even thought about that, but you're right. If someone's passionate about learning about BNI, they're going to be passionate about other people learning about the, the education segments. That's why I'm on the big bucks. That's right. That's exactly right. Now, what is your tip? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we spoke a little bit about leadership teams uh, today, and my tip was actually about leadership teams too. So we're coming up to a leadership team changeover. So, I wanted to talk about some of the benefits of being on the leadership team because we and we did hit on some of that today and Emma explained it from being education coordinator that she was visible in front of the room, she got the share of passion, people knew she was competent in what she was doing because she was presenting great education workshops and it's very similar with the leadership team. So if you're in your particular chapter and you want to get more business, more referrals, more contacts and the visibility and, credit, more visibility and credibility, being on the leadership team can be a great way of doing that. And, uh, and serving on the leadership team will get you that if the role is done well as well. So you really need to engage yourself in it. But um, leadership team members can influence the culture and the direction of the chapter as well, which can increase the return of all the members. So if you run a really good leadership team term and your members are getting great benefit from B&I, you're going to look much better in the eyes of everyone and uh, and referrals and business is going to follow through you. So, you know, as I like to say, is there's nothing to your liking in your chapter. Well, what are you doing about it? And being on the leadership team, you can go a great way in influencing the culture of your chapter. And as we like to say, culture is strategy for breakfast. And if you've got a really great culture in your chapter, your chapter is going to win big time and it's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, I think that's fantastic, especially since we're coming up to leadership changeover. So we hope everyone has enjoyed episode 29. I can't believe it. 29 weeks into B&I, the Australian story. Oh, we're all over the place today. Steve, you're going to have fun editing this, but uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, everyone. It's just one of those days. Thank you, Emma. You've been great. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next uh, here. Well, we won't see you, but uh, we look forward to you listening in for episode 30 next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Producer, thank you, Emma. We'll see you same time, same channel, Brent, next week. No worries. Thanks. Bye.